Welcome to Bugs and Beards, the podcast home for everything fly fishing and fly tying. Kick back as we sit down and talk with some of your favorite fly tires and fishermen while we discuss with them the tips and techniques they've learned on the river and behind the vice so that you can use those lessons learned to make your time more effective. All right, welcome everybody again to the Bugs and Beard podcast. Uh, We're back in the studio today, me and Pat, and uh, we got a great guest, one that you've heard from before. It's Gordon Vanderpool. And uh, we're going to discuss some topics that's a pretty popular one on the message boards. Gets a heated, <laughs> heated sometimes on the message board, too. And uh, I think it's going to be good, educational, and subjective. It's so, definitely a weekly thing on social media. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, if you follow any of those forums, at some point, the question's going to be, what is and then you know of course you'll know in a minute because we're going to talk about yeah (laughs) and uh it's funny because everybody has it's a ford chevy kind of deal yep and uh it's more or less what it is yeah i mean that's really yeah i mean you couldn't have said any better yeah exactly what it is so So. anyways we're going to talk about rods but (laughs) but i want to go into detail on some things and i'm i'm not as schooled as i should be for being a shop owner and stuff like that, I'm not as schooled as I should be on why a rod is what it is. And I want to get your opinion on some of those kind of things yep. and like why it works, what benefits it has for why it works and that kind of stuff. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into the rods, but then also discuss different rods too. Yep. So I'm down. So I think this is going to be a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, if nothing else, it's fun to talk about like everybody else is on Facebook. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and like on Facebook, you know, a lot of the discussions based around Euronymph, that's, you know, we do a lot of Euronymphing, and that's kind of what we're going to gear this podcast towards. Yeah. And really, you know, if you if you get away from Euronymphing, if you're swinging wet flies, you want a nice soft rod. If right. you're throwing dry flies, you want a faster rod. Yeah. You, know, you want a stiffer rod if you're throwing streamers. So the the Euro nymphing, Euro nymphing is not one particular style of nymphing. It's no. a multitude of styles, you know, combined into to one. It's it, oh, yeah. one day Euro nymphing's dry dropper, the next day it's Streamers, high sticking. Well, it's yeah. It's a style of tight lining, but when you get an angler comes in because we're all different. Yeah. Every one of us, none of us fish exactly the same or see the water like the next guys. Exactly. Always different. So styles make good matchups. Right. You know what I mean? And it's really all style basic, you know, based thing. Like if you have a style and you like to fish this way and this style of rod works for you, you're a rod that is. Yeah. Then go for it. If somebody has another one and likes that style, then go for it. Right. You know, and that's what people need to understand, and they need to quit trying to uh, try to copy what everybody else does. Right. You need to know yourself as a fisherman. That's my opinion. And yeah. I agree with that. And yeah. it, it, as you said that, I'm thinking why the rod that I use works for me. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll say it, the one that I fish most often is a syndicate. Right. It, it's my price point. Yeah. And uh, another important part. Yes. Price, price point, point is a big thing. But one of the reasons why I think it's such a good rod for me, I was born and raised a wet fly guy. I swung wet flies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my drifts, when I, and I've said it many, many times before, when I'm fishing with my boy, he has set the hook four times before I set the hook. And a lot of times I'm thinking, rock, 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 ah, maybe a fish, okay? Mm-hmm. But 
if I'm not, if I'm thinking it's rock the whole way, I'm letting it go the whole way through the drift and I'm letting it rise up. And I'm usually picking a fish up on the rise off mm-hmm. the bottom, like you do with a wet fly and the softer rod comes into play there. You're yeah. going to get a better hook set with the softer rod down, St- down below like that. Yeah. Stylistic. Yep. Fits your style. It does. Yeah. It, it really does. Yeah. Like me personally, like. I'm not going to hate or love on any rods. That's a lie. I'm going to. Okay. Um, <laughs> like me personally, and I'm syndicate, sorry about that. It's just I'm for my style, it's not definitely not my favorite one. Right. Um, I have fished them. Clients have them. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that buy them. Um, but I tell people, I'm like, look, I fish ESN, obviously. That's a no-brainer. That's what I fish. But I tell clients, I'm like, look, if you can't afford that or you're not worried about that, you know, syndicate, I send them to Grays. They're all in that similar price point. Right. Yep. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, based upon the way I fish, I just don't think that rod for me is sensitive enough. Right. You know, but like you said, for you, you're kind of letting it go through. You're like rock, 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 swinging it out, you know, and when they take it on the swing, it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. You know, and the rod's going to protect you there, but so yeah, it's just different strokes for different folks. That's exactly right. You know? So what do you look for in a URA rod then? Me personally, um, I look for what I have. Is that Sage ESN with HD? Um, I want a nice, sensitive tip, meaning when I'm fishing that I can feel what's going on. Right. I'm real big on feel. Um, visual reference is always important. Obviously, I've talked about it with all you yeah. guys on mm-hmm. on stream stuff we've done in the past. But I'm big on feel. You know, especially like coming into winter when you get those more vertical drifts and you're it's the feel game. Um, I want a nice sensitive tip to where I can feel those 16s underneath there. Like a lot of people are like, man, when I throw a 16, I don't, I don't feel connected at all. Yeah. Like at first you're probably not going to. Right. But once you really get to know that rod, I want to feel that. And with that rod, I can feel it. Yeah. And I fish others and I can't, I can't feel it. I can't feel a 16 with like a two, two, five bead on it, but I can feel it with that. So I want that sensitive tip for the third time because I'm repeating myself. <laughs> but, and I want a back, like a butt section that is stout enough to handle those larger fish. And I feel that's what they're trying to do with that ESN. Now, if I'm being realistic, is it a little on the soft side compared to some out there? Yes. Is it meant for big fish exclusively? Absolutely not. To me, that ESN 10.3 or 10.63, we'll talk about the 10.3 now, which is I fish most of the time. That rod is a perfect rod for fish, like in the small size up to about 20 inches. Okay. For me. Right. Can I land bigger fish on it? Yes. But am I a little bit out, out class there? I am. Mm-hmm. So that's when, you know, I might like a rod with a little bit more backbone. So if I'm going to fish on, say, some of that private water down south that we have around my house that I guide on a lot, I have the other one is a Sage Pulse. And from what I understand, what I used to talk about with uh, was Russ Miller when he used to work at Sage is the pulse. A lot of people may not know. And if I'm wrong for saying this, shame on me. But this is what I was told is the old ESN, just a different technology. So when I know I'm going for bigger fish consistently, I'll throw that rod a 10 foot three weight. Okay. And it's got a lot more backbone. So it kind of depends on what you're what you're chasing, you know, from day to day. Right. Really. Now, the makeup, one thing I've kind of heard was like the makeup of a rod for the Euro rod. Is it in essence like a five weight handle with a two weight or three weight tip or? You know, I've heard that a million times. And honestly, I can't 
say one way or the other for sure. Okay. Um, I really don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a rod designer, so I really don't know for sure if that's how, Yeah. you know, it's set up. I don't personally think it is. I mean, if you look at some of the rods you look at, you're like, God oh, dang, that looks like a five weight and they claim it's right lighter. Oh yeah. yeah. But like, then you look at some and you're like, okay, that, that to me looks like a two weight blank yeah. or a three weight blank. Right. You know, so honestly, it's hard to say. Okay. <clears throat> if I had to guess, I think probably not. Because I know from talking to Sage myself that that's the hardest rod for Sage to build. Okay. Like they have more trouble with the 10 foot, you know, that type of blank having a little bit of power in the butt down to such a sensitive, fine, right. fine tip. Right. It's a very hard rod for them to build. I, I know a company, and I won't name names, I know a company that's been trying to build one for a while and it just keeps getting pushed back because there's other rods that are easier to build. Yeah. It's just tough. Yeah. I mean. You know, there's definitely a lot of thought and, you know, the technology they have behind it. I mean, it's, it's definitely a tough one. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, before I get too sidetracked to finish what I look for in a rod, I never even really did finish. Um, I like that butt section to have the power, sensitive tip, and also like to have a good, good, fast recovery. And what that is, is like when you do your casting motion or whatever, and you come to a stop and your rod is going to flex. Right. Okay how quick it comes back to that straight position and stops and right. stops moving is so important because a lot of these rods and I'm not going to name names here. Um, their recovery is terrible. Yeah. And yeah. to me for a Euro nymphing rod, that is a very poor design because recovery is so important when it comes to the style of fishing. Cause you want to be directly connected. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to have to cast, come yeah. to that hard stop, say, yeah. and your rod tip going boom, 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 before it yeah, comes, no doubt. you know, steel. That is a problem. Yeah. You know, so recovery is huge. Especially, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of the times, some of the top fishermen, Pat Weiss, we had on here. Right. His cast is as much as important as his leader and his setup like the way he places the fly and that Absolutely. that quick reaction to get it out there where he wants it and drop it right at the like that would come into play I, i'm kind of babbling on here right now but you're right though i mean i've never personally fished with pat i was around once when he was doing like a demonstration yeah and a lot of my friends obviously fish with him but you know he has a very unique style unique everybody style. Yep. knows that yep um but Pat's style is something he didn't come up with in three weeks. You know, right. he's worked on that for years and it's all dialed in. There's a reason behind everything he does. At least I would say so. Oh, no doubt. And that's why he fishes the style the way he does the rod that he fishes, the leader he fishes. Mm -hmm. So it, none of that's an accident. No, uh -oh. you know, and he's good at what he does. Yeah, no, yeah. he's definitely good at it. You know, and uh, other people look and they're like, God, how can you do it like that? Yeah. That's how he does it. You yeah. know, he's made it work. A lot of huh? guys are like, you know, his style is not going to work for you. His style is his style. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And me and Josh Miller, God, we've talked about that a million times. Like, don't ever try to copy Pat. It'd be tough. But what you can do is, like, if, say, Pat is a style you admire, try to at least put a few things that he does well into your arsenal. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Don't adopt his whole fishing style because then it's, it's going to be a problem, you know, so that's tough. Mm -hmm. But just incorporate a few things that he does really well, add them to your arsenal. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's definitely helped me so much in, in my time getting to fish around guys like you and Josh. I got to fish with Josh one day this summer and 
Millworm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was it was an experience. And I I didn't even take the rod with me. I sat on the bank and watched him fish. And I learned so much it's just by do. doing that. Yeah, absolutely. He's good stick. Yep. Very good stick. But he taught me Colorado drift. I know we talked about it before. Yep. I, I've tried it. I've caught a fish or two on it. But it's such a different technique. But it was specialized oh. for what he did. And, and he just slayed him at it. Absolutely. Like... Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. not to get too far off, but right. like, you know, Colorado drift is another thing like me and when I'm teaching, it's always something I teach Yeah, because it is, it's all about what we're trying to achieve is being dynamic mm-hmm. instead of being the robot. Right. I still see it, which is good. That's good for guys like me right? that are trying to make a living doing this, that I still go to the river and, and this is not trying to be mean, but I'm like, oh, there's some robots. Yeah. They still doing the same plop and drop drag, plop, drag, lift, plop, yep. drag, lift. And as long as that's happening, then there's always going to be room for education. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. But. Anyway, we're off track on rods again. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> hey, we're talking fishing. It's no, all good. No doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the rod thing is like, you know, um, constantly, like we were talking a little bit ago before we started on Facebook, for example, there's that one nymphing forum. I don't know the name of it. Uh, but we're all. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah. Uh, I don't chime in ever. I don't think you guys will. I, do I never either. do either. But I do read just about oh, everything, yeah. but I don't chime in ever because honestly, it's going to set yourself up for probably an argument mm-hmm. because it is so subjective and you have a lot of self-proclaimed experts out there, right? which none of us are like, no, no, we're all trying all. to learn like yep. us three guys. Go out. Yeah. yeah. I am so open-minded to somebody showing me a new skill to make me better. No doubt. And you guys are that way. Like, yeah. But when you get on there, you try to tell them your style, your angle of it. And they're like, no, no, no. no. And then there you go. Yeah. But you know, there's a question every other day, uh, at this price point, what is the best Euro rod yeah. for that guy that's just getting in? Because he's not willing to just go make a decision and see if it works for his style. Yeah. He wants to try to trust everybody else's and that's, that's tough. It's yeah. super tough. That's so subjective and it is just really a mess to be honest. Well, it's just like every other fly, fly tying for him is what's the best vice. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. And for me, for me, the best vice is a rotary. Oh, because I'm tying production. Absolutely, you know? I want to hammer them out. I want a rotary. Yep. But for Joe Schmo down the street, not tying production time for himself, he don't need that. Right now, nope. Yeah, but for speed and efficiency, I mean, yeah, there you go. You yeah, know? you know, I want my Renzetti. And yeah. it's still hard when you go to a store to look at a rod. You could lay, you know, Orvis and Sage and. You can lay them all out there, but you're still not going to get that feel at the store like you will on the creek. Oh, that's yeah. fact. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had friends that have these rods, you'd be further ahead to get with them. Fish, fish their, their rod. Yep. Yeah, take it for a spin. Yeah. yeah, and make your decisions from there. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah, because it is, I mean, it's it's so sticky. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got right now, there's... There's quite a few companies out there these days, and they're all bad rapping each other, man. Yeah. It's yep. just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. That's why I keep my mouth shut. Exactly. You know, honestly. Oh, yeah. And it's like one company's, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. They're all doing the same thing. We're all mm-hmm. doing the same thing that we love and trying to we're figure it out. fishing and trying to have fun. That's yeah. it. And people just need to get back to it, you know. You know what I just realized? Nobody ever argues about reels. No. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just a line holder. And if it's got a smooth drag, that's all I want. That's, that's right. It. You know, 
They're like, don't you want this real? I mean, no, I want to no. get like a $500 reel. I'm like, like no. why? I'm like, why? I said, just go get the one with a smooth drag. Yeah. And if it balances your rod, whatever that is, yep. get a smooth drag and you got a good reel. Yeah. Yep. If it'll hold line and a little bit of backing, which you don't even need, because if you're in the backing, you've done a lot wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I was in my backing. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, other than on salmon was, fishing. Sorry, yeah, Pat. I was, I was up in New York salmon fishing. And now, now we can yeah reconfigure that comment for right. that. Now, that might Hooked be a little big different. Big Brown, he kind of took off upstream and yeah. things got out of control real quick. Yeah. I tell you what, I have to honestly almost take back my statement being in idaho you know a few months ago yeah. from the clinic oh lord man we were fishing on a river which i'm not going to name out of fairness to those folks but we were it was me and michael bradley okay and we were sticking some just one stud after another uh-huh. and i'm talking like 16 to 22 inch fish Whew. pretty consistently nice just absolutely putting a hammer on them all wild fish cut bows rainbows oh wow and and they were kind of like they were nasty like, I've caught a lot of big wild fish, but those fish just had – I could say a lot of words right now yeah. to kind of describe them, but <laughs> yeah. they were nasty, yeah. right? So here's a true story. So I'm out there. I'm fishing my 10-3, right, because I think my 10-6-3 had got stepped on the day before from somebody, uh, which I'm not going to put your name out there. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> little punk. But anyway, um, so I'm fishing a 10-3, and uh, – I hooked up into one on a dry fly. We were kind of throwing cross current and just hitting him on dry. It's pretty good. Picked up on him. I brought him in within 30 seconds, went to make a net attempt. Nothing. Seven minutes later, no joke, seven minutes in like five hard runs away from me later, yeah. I land a 14-inch wild rainbow. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've seen you land bigger fish than that in less time. I mean, I've <laughs> God dang, I've landed like 24-inch fish in 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though that fish and Michael, he's like, what's the problem, Hoss? I'm like, <laughs> I said, here, you get it, man. I said, I, could. I said, dude, I can't do anything with this thing. Wow. It was literally like 14, 15 on it. If, if I stretched his tail, uh-huh. you know, he was 15, but just nasty. Yeah. No give up in him at all. You know? So that's like, and I feel I know how to fight fish pretty well, but man, that thing was putting a whooping on me. Yeah. Okay. Now. Now that we're talking about rods. Now that we're back on the rods. <laughs> um, in your opinion, best size. Best size rod? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's a good question. Okay, let's go. Let's start out with best size for a beginner. Best size for a beginner? Honestly, that is kind of like really depends on what you're chasing. Let me just throw say some examples. If you're, if you're fishing an area exclusively – you know, their fish are going to be like 16 and 18 and, and under. Right. Very consistently. 10 foot three weight. Okay. Um, but honestly, if I want to get technical, it really depends on the company and what rod you end up deciding to fish. That's true too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but know that if you fish a 10 foot three weight, you're going to be in the game and be able to handle any of those. Yeah. No matter what company you're fishing with, you'll be able to handle. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that'd be that. And if you know you're fishing, like everything you catch is 12 and under. Maybe a 10-2. 10 yeah. Yeah. I, I would suggest starting with the 10-3 and going yep. after you learn it, then going to the 10-2. Because for me, switching from the 2 to 3, there was a learning curve involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and once you get to where... I lost a lot of fish until I... Yeah. I mean, it's different action. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's different. You know, yeah. so I feel once you got, you really get a hold of that and you have quite a few years under your belt, you really understand the tight line system and kind of how it works. Right. When you switch in between rod to rod to rod, you can 
typically pick up on the intricacies pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you like it. You know what I mean? Because I've went from like my rod to fishing faster rods and, you know, and I'll bounce some fish. Yeah. Because I'm used to my system. Yep. Can I adjust and make that system work? Yes. Yeah. But I feel you should adjust the rod to your system as opposed to adjusting your style to fit a rod. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Total sense. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if, don't, cha- don't change what works for you just to fish a different rod. Yeah. I, well, I just want to make sure people get that and understand that. Like, cause you have a lot of people that really, they may look up to me, you, Pat, you know, and if you tell them to go get this certain type of rod, they're like, I'm going to get it. Pat said to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Gordon or Sean said to get it. So you've got a lot of people that are in that boat, but I think the best thing to do is know your style, fish a rod that fits it and don't try to change your habits as a fisherman to fish a rod just because everybody says that's the best one. Right. You know, I think that might be the best advice I could give on the whole topic. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I started, when I started, I started with a 10 four and quickly dropped to a 10 three. Yeah. Tell them why. Because I like to feel the fish better. Yeah. Mainly. I mean, and I like the fight of the, I'm see, I'm bad in the fact that like, I like to go as light as I can for what I'll go steelhead fishing with a four weight and have a blast doing it. Right. And you know, even before I was really big into trout fishing, I was fishing with a five and a half foot Fenwick super ultra light spinning yeah. rod, you know. So it's always been for me to, to go as light as I can and have as much fun as I can with them. I hear that. But it's also the the great thing and one of the most important things I've learned from your nymph style of fishing is landing a fish. Oh yeah. And how fast you can land a fish and you know and not hurt that fish yeah. by doing it. And that has helped me so much. My style of fishing, like, I'll go to Erie, no problem with a four weight, and land a fish in two minutes. Right. You know, land a 25-inch steelhead in two minutes. What's taking you so long? Well, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, two minutes is, two I'm minutes ain't long. I know no. you're just picking with me. But when you put it into, when you actually see it into conception, pretty, pretty it, that's fast. Yeah, it is. For a 25-inch fish. Yeah, it's going to pull your arm off. You yeah. Know? For yeah. sure. It's all head control and currents and... Angles. Yeah, angles, yep. yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. So that was a great thing. That was probably one of the biggest things I've learned from your nymphing that has helped my fishing across the board for fly fishing. Yeah. Is, is fighting fish. I think at some point, like, when people, even if they were experienced fly fishers before and fished their nine fives or whatever mm-hmm. their whole life, once they get into Euro nymphing and the rod has such a... It's a light action no matter what right? compared to what they're used to. It's always yeah. going to be lighter no matter yeah. what just due to the style and yeah. the length of the rod. So they have to almost at that point realize, man, do I – I don't know how to fight fish very well. Yeah. Because if you don't, those rods will let you know it. Oh, no doubt. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you do, you, they can just be your best friend also. Yep. You know, if you don't know how to fight a fish, though, you'll sit there and play the things of death until mm-hmm. they float in, you know? Yeah, I mean but, – I have it on video on one of my last YouTube videos here, like from two months ago. I was in Alaska catching silver salmon. Yeah. And I was catching them on a, it was a four weight. And I had, I was landing them on the video and you'll see it. I landed them in under two minutes. Yeah, it's awesome. And I beached them, you know. Yeah. You just keep turning them the right direction. Yep. Side pressure. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things, man. The best thing, get out, take one of your buddies for a test spin. Yeah, no doubt. You know, just get the basic, the basic drift down, you know, get the feel of it. And then go from there. It takes a while to truly, truly understand, man. It took me forever. Yeah. So if you were, let's say you didn't really have buddies that were into it. You were looking to get into it. You go into a fly shop. There's a couple different, you know, 10 fours, 10 threes, 10 twos hanging on the wall. You pick it up, you shake it. What are you trying to feel for? Yeah. I mean, you see people doing that all the time. And honestly, I think some people pick them up and shake them and don't have a clue what they're looking for. Yeah. They are literally just shaking the rod. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so me, when I pick it up, first thing I'm looking to see the recovery on it. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm going to go, I'm going to just do a hard stop, you know, like mm-hmm. f- fake, like a forward stroke, right. just a hard stop. And I just want to see what the recovery is going to be like. See how fast it comes back to still. Yep. Yeah. Now, granted, you had the fly line in and stuff. It's going to sure. be a little different, sure. but. I can get a pretty good gist of what's going to happen just with that. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for, you know, okay. and, uh, I'm not going to pick the rod up and double it over like an ugly stick to try to no. see the band. I don't need to see that, <laughs> No. Uh-uh. but I will do that. I'll grab the tip and just put a light bend on it just to get an idea kind of where it bends the most. Yeah. Where it's y- y- yeah. Like if yeah. it's like a medium rod, it's going to be in the middle somewhere. Right. If it's medium fast, it'll be between the middle and tip. And I'll usually do that by shaking the rod to see where the, yeah. How how far back from yeah. the tip? Yeah, it comes. You know? Yeah, and then and then in my head, I'm like, okay, I, this is what I do. This should work. Yeah, you know, that's kind of how I would try to base it yeah. for somebody who really doesn't have a clue. And honestly, if it gets down, just freaking eeny meeny miny mo and be done with it. Yeah, if right. they're all in your price range and you really have no clue, and the guy at the shop doesn't. Yeah, because honestly, it's sad to say there still are a lot of people that are starting to carry these rods, but they really don't know what they do because mm-hmm. they don't fish it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's really kind of sad. Like. You got professionals out there working these shops that have never tight lined in their life and they're selling these rods to people. Right. I get those clients all the time. Yep. They show up with like, <laughs> like they will show up with a weight forward freaking line on it with yeah. like a nail knot on steroids. I, like I've never seen anything yeah. like that, you know? And I'm like, where'd you get this done? And they're like, well, so-and-so flash out. And I'm like, God dang. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just learned the super glue splays. I still haven't tried that. Oh, you mean God, like the I needle knot or the needle? Yeah, you take the needle back through your braided mono. Oh, yeah. And, oh, man, I love that. It's the smoothest connection you'll ever get. Yeah. I kept telling Sean, I was like, you've got to I, try this. Hey, it the, is so smooth. The glue's sitting over there you told oh, me to get. Oh, man, it just... That it glue works great for fly tying. It just never touches <laughs> It is nothing. smooth as silk. Yeah, I got If it. I'm not mistaken, well, now that you know how to do it, I think, is it okay if I mention people? Sure, here? yeah. I think Devin. Yes. Devin has a video. He has a video out well, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was having trouble with the glue sticking. So yeah. I right away got a hold of Rich. Yeah. Yeah, Rich. And I was like, dude, I'm having trouble. I even let this stuff sit overnight. Got up the next morning, poof. Yeah. And my party's like, go get the glue. Go yeah. and Gorilla glue. The blue cap. Blue label, blue yeah. cap. I'm like, oh, okay. Come home, and you could almost, you almost couldn't get it pulled through fast enough. Yeah, it's it sets set. quick. Yeah, but man, when it goes through your guides, it doesn't even touch. It's just like you just do a it's nice slow hand like twist. There's and it's nothing like, there. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It I, is a nice connection. I use that glue a lot for fly tying too. That that's mm-hmm. it's really good for do that. You? Yeah, I use it a lot for like when I get cuts and stuff. I just kind of bury it in my hand and stuff. It's awesome. Last week, <laughs> needed that last week up there. Oh man, my hands were wet. Uh, Ten pound tippet, and I'm like. <laughs> 
ripped on air, tore me up, had to use some UV glue. That was great. Sometimes that is literally the only way I can like make myself not chew my fingernails. <laughs> Look at those things. Those things are bad. Like, oh, you're in the creek almost every day. Yeah, they're dry yeah. and just destroyed. And oh, yeah. It's bad when I do tie-in videos. Somebody will be like, you want to do something with those nails? <laughs> so this is for all you people that mess with my nails. Lay off. I don't want to hear it. Those are working hands. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I... And, I told my wife the other day, I said, feel my hands. She, she felt them. I, she goes, what? I said, they're soft for once. I haven't been working because of my back surgery. <laughs> I know. I ain't going to lie. It is kind of embarrassing that, you know, just being a, a guide. Yeah. My hands are soft compared to like what oh, it yeah, was yeah. like when I would. Uh, the construction. And yeah. My that. dad was a block layer. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, shake geez. his hand, cut your hand. I was like, man, I do have soft hands. Yeah. It's Big calluses. Oh, yeah. 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 Big old meat hooks, freaking shake their hand. You're like, yeah, that dude works hard. You know my, what I mean? my daughter, I can remember a couple of years ago, my daughter coming in from church and says, I like shaking hands with the pastor. His hands are so soft. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you need to tell her, go back to your pastor and squeeze as hard as you can because that ain't cool. <laughs> you better tighten that handshake up, buddy. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, there's some good rods out there, man. Yeah. Uh, really kind of awesome to see how far it's come uh but there's some bad ones too you know there really are so yeah i guess let's just and not to promote or we won't trash any rods no but let's say if if you have the money i know you're a say gsn but other ones in that market that you like yeah yeah i'm gonna okay i'm gonna say g uh, esn obviously I'm a Sage Pro staffer, but that's what I fished first. Right. Like, I fished grays before that, and they were great. Okay. Okay, but, okay, let's not get sidetracked, Gordon. That's the story of my life. So, ESN's like 900 some change. Right. Uh, there's a lot that's in that price. There's like two different price points and no in-between. Yeah, yeah. There's It's either high or low, kind of. Yeah. Um, so, you got the ESN at 9+. plus. Great rod. You got Thomas and Thomas at 9+. plus. I've fished them, and they're sweet. I like it. Yeah. It, to me, is a little, yeah, we'll throw them out. Then you got Master Nymph is 9+. plus. Um, what else? Does Orvis have any? Orvis has the Helios 3s close to that. Yeah. It's in the 8s at least. Yeah, it's pushing. It's, it's close. I fished yeah. 90 plus percent of them, but I haven't touched that one yet, so I can't okay. give an opinion. But uh, I have fished all the others, so I can give an opinion of that. Um, out of the, the Sage, the Thomas and Thomas and the Master Nymph, the Sage is going to be the softest tip of all of them. Okay. Um, to me, it's the most sensitive. Once again, subjective. It's my opinion. It's how I feel it. Right. Um, the Master Nymph and the Thomas and Thomas are both pretty fast in comparison, but they also both excel. They're both very accurate. They both have excellent recovery, and they're both pretty light for mm-hmm. you know kind of what they are. They're pretty decent, right. and they balance out pretty nice. But the one thing they both excel at is big fish. Okay. Uh, because they lots have of backbone. Yeah, they got lots the backbone, backbone, but yet they are sensitive enough to get it get it done okay um now this isn't trash in either one of them I'll make make that crystal clear because it's once again it's individual base but right. uh when i did fish the when i was talking about fishing a faster rod and bouncing fish uh-huh. that was the master nymph i was talking about because okay. i was testing them out for out for them a while long time ago um i did bounce them but then i made adjustments yeah and like me and the owner was talking like if you're a good angler you can make those adjustments no and doubt. i agree with that yep i agree so i made those adjustments changed my hook set a little bit in comparison to what i was used to with me esn and the rod really it performs nice mm-hmm. you can throw dry flies with it you can streamer fish with it you can do everything thomas and thomas same thing yeah they're both nice looking rods 
you can streamer fish, you can fish heavy bugs, you can fish light bugs, you can dry dropper with it, yeah. and you can land those big fish. You know, so that's like the high-end rods. Um, I'm just trying to think. Is there not another one other than the Orvis? Um, not, not that I can think that's of. That's all I can think of right now. I mean, those are the big ones that... Uh, you got the Marriott. Have you ever yeah, touched the Marriott? I haven't. I've that's heard, a, I've heard <laughs> of them and seen them, but I haven't touched them. That's a pretty sweet stick, man. I have a good friend of mine, David Garst, uh, is a client of mine. Yeah. But he's a gear junkie and is a nymphin bum. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, every time he comes on a guide trip, I love it because I know I will learn some stuff. Yeah. Because he's coming to get guided by me, but he's always digging and finds some off-the-wall stuff. Yeah. So years ago, he shows up and he's like, I'm like, what's that rod? And he shows me the Marriott. Yeah. And that's a pretty nice stick. I think that's five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, if they even still make them in the states here, yeah, or I'm not sure. In the states. Yeah, they're definitely overseas. I'm, I, yeah. I've seen them around. I've seen them advertised, but I haven't there seen them in places shops. in the country, like private, right. like yourself, that have them. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if they're easy to get. But that's kind of like in the middle, that five six hundred dollar range. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, I was at a show and I, I was actually approached about carrying them in the shop. Really, and they was. A little bit above our price range. So it would have been six right over that. Yeah. That was designed, I think, by the French team, at least as I understand it. And yeah. I think those boys know a thing or three about Nymphen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so you want to kind of go mid-range now? Let's go yeah, mid-range. Go mid-range. Where, where are the, you know, from the four to $600 range, which is where pretty much, uh, not the majority, but. Yeah. Um, we'll start with Sage. We'll start with my baby. They got the Sage Pulse. Okay. That is not a bad stick. I tell you what, it gets overlooked by a lot of people. I think it's a really pretty decent stick. All right. I mean, if that is true, what I learned years ago, that it was the old action, it feels like it. Okay. Just a different technology. You know how that all goes. But, oh, no doubt. Um, that's a pretty nice stick. It's got a little bit more backbone. It can handle big fish, but yet it's pretty sensitive. It's, it's a nice rod. Then you get like the syndicates. What are they? I've syndicates are three and a quarter now. Okay. So they're a little below that. Yeah. But that's in that realm. Um, yeah. You also have uh, Gray's GR70 Streamflex. Okay. That's another one that gets overlooked in the States because they used to carry Gray's in the U.S. Um, and that's pretty much all we fished years ago. All right. But then they didn't and they still don't. You have to get that one across the pond. Mm. But to me, that's a sweet stick. Mm. I love the little Gray's. And that might be 300 bones. Oh, wow. It's not much. Yeah. Um, so you got that. You got Syndicate. Um, you got Harbinger. He's a custom rod builder. Familiar with that guy? I never heard of him. I see him on social. Yeah. Um, I've dealt with him, and he sent me three or four rods uh, to play with, and I've been playing with him for him, just kind of giving him my opinion because he right. wants it. And, uh, you know, his price point's kind of in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, he's got a really fast blank. He's got like a one-way to two-way. And they are, at least in my opinion, relatively true to what he says they are. Yeah. Like one, two, and three-way. You know what I mean? Right. Like the one-way is a legit freaking one weight mm-hmm. like it's it's for light action and that two weight you know it's kind of where two weight should be and then a three weight um so you got harbinger which are in the middle they're decent um recon oh yeah yeah, yeah you got orvis recon that's another decent stick what 300 yeah. ish yeah is that right three four hundred bucks four four and a quarter isn't it okay gosh yeah. um, okay. you got what echoes echo echo there? has two or three rods yeah echoes had quite a few over the years that what are the shadows, shadows. yeah shadows. and they just come out with two. a new one the Shadow X? Yes, yeah. Shadow X. That's I think a nice that's, one. We have it in the shop, and I like the feel of it, but I haven't got to fish it yet. That has some good hands yeah. on it that helped design that, I think. I do believe Brett Bishop had his 
okay. opinions all over that rod and probably some others from my understanding but i heard that's pretty sweet stick yeah we we just picked up echo and yeah and, and like them yeah what are they asking for that one that it's right in, like i think i'm not positive there's one that's in the two hundred dollar range and one in the like mid threes. So the mid threes is surely the Shadow X. Yeah, the Shadow the X one. is the newer one. Yeah. I I was raised the guy that taught me how to fish, Jack, he uh, always he had to fish a brown rod. Really? He was just an old Fenwick guy. Oh gotcha. And it didn't matter what kind of rod it was as long as it was brown. That's so funny. <laughs> and and the hundred and ninety nine dollar one or whatever that Echo makes is really, really sweet and Does it's it? and it's brown. That's so funny. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. It's, good. <laughs> that, it's brown. Um, but so. no, it does feel nice. But um, Echo has one, and uh, Risen has. Oh yeah, that Risen. Yeah, Risen it's Risen decent. I fished it some. Yeah, I've never touched it. And uh, it's faster than a Syndicate. Is it? Yeah, I mean it's probably no. Yeah. You know, you get what you pay for, but yeah. what you have is what you. Yeah. You know you. You don't go buy a Cadillac if you work at Burger King. I hear that. So. Yeah. Yeah, Mercedes. Risen. Let's see. Yeah. What? Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford no Mercedes guiding. Uh, yeah. Maybe a tire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Squatch has dry humor. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, mid range. Let's go. There's got just a lot more. Then you got, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Temple Fork. Temple Fork. They have like TFO. that. They, eh, you know. Yeah, they're working on, they're, they're working on that. They need yeah, to do some more work. You know, it's, I, I love the thought and the idea. It just it didn't come across too awesome for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, the first nymphing rod they ever come out with, a lot of people are like, oh, the thing was terrible. To me, it was fine. It was a little heavy in the hand, but it was it was okay. Which one was that? Uh, I don't, BVK or something. I forget oh, what they called BVK, that. BVK, yeah. Now I really like the BVK, yeah. Yeah, but that was years ago. You're yeah. talking like a right. long time ago, you know? So they had that rod in the game. Yeah. You know, and it's decent, but that's in that price range. Then you have um, Reddington. Yes. Hydrogen. Reddington has some nice ones. Um, Pick them up at the shop. Yeah. Oh, you're carrying yeah, Reddington? We got Reddington in there now, too. Nice. And those are, what, two, three hundred bucks? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the in the price point that's really well for our area. You, you got you to gotta carry what you think somebody can afford where, yeah. you, where you are. Yep. And I, from what I was told, I've, no, I've not laid my hands on them, but they're they're a noodle, right? Um, I haven't played Pretty around soon. with it. We just got it in. And actually, we didn't get that one in. We just started carrying some Reddington rods. Gotcha. But we didn't get that one in yet. We got um, two other ones that were fill in a different hole that we had in the shop. Gotcha. Did you ever fish the drift? TFO drift? I haven't. How's that? I don't know. You'd have to ask Sean. I, he won't let me touch his. It, oh, you can touch it anytime <laughs> you want to. Be careful. Yeah. Because he's going to grab it. And he's yeah. gonna, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it is... Um, it was designed for nymphing. It was, it wasn't designed. It was kind of designed for nymphing. Is it a ten footer? And then it fell into that ten foot three, so what, we'll make foot, it a nymph rod. Eleven foot, twelve foot. Yeah, you can. Is it that one that you can change it all around? It's that's actu- the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's Ugh. actually a, it's a spay rod. Mm. It, it's it's that's more of it a, it's like. designed to be a spay rod, and mm. because it was a ten foot three, I think is why they. I remember it. when I first started coming around. Yeah, I had one, and I fished it all the time then. Yeah, and your dad pulled it out. He's like, what do you think of that? I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, he said, don't like grip. it. I'm like, yeah, not my thing. It's a big grip on it. Yeah, yeah it was a beast of a that, rod. That was the thing that I didn't like about it. The main thing I didn't like about it was the grip on it, and they now have a smaller grip on it. Oh, good. So it's going to feel a lot better. And I felt the new one, and it feels a ton better. 
Oh, good. But it's still a different action. It's not a fast action. Yeah, still pretty, pretty yeah. lazy. But give TFO some time. Oh, they'll figure it out. Oh, as long as they, they push. They will definitely figure it out. They just got to, honestly, yep. they got to get some feet on the ground. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you could be those feet. Yeah. You know, they got to have some people they, that's out there testing. For they've them got stuff. some good feet on the ground on it. Good. Just give it time. Yeah, it'll happen. Yep. So um, about low end? Uh, Orvis, that new, what is that, the Clearwater clear water. or whatever? Oh, the Clearwater. It's yeah. not a bad stick either. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had a couple of the kids had on, and yeah, didn't feel too bad. I didn't fish it, but I just. Quit. I mean, for two hundred bucks. For two hundred bucks, can yeah. there yeah. be a bad one? Yeah, really. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, no, Echo, I mean. Echo has that two hundred dollar one, and yeah, it it's, it it's feels good nice. Rod yeah, for, yeah, especially for a youth. Yeah, yeah, and like you remember back, uh, I don't know if they still have it. Cabela's, they have that CZN. CZN, is it still out there? That's actually what I caught this Alaskan salmon on. Really, in the CZN. Yeah, that rod's all right. Yeah, I don't think I'm I not sure that it's out there anymore, anymore. but. They may but, not. Yeah, but that was a good rod. Yeah, and that's been they were they were in the game early. They threw it out there and made it for quite a few years at yeah. least. Cortland. Um, yeah, Court. Oh, how, I totally. Yeah, we Jesus. forgot about Cortland. They've got kind of a they got up, every, upper mid range and a mid range. And cannot yeah. believe I didn't mention Cortland. I'm very upset with myself, yeah. John. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because John Wilson's a good dude. Yeah. I'm going to throw him out there. I feel bad that I didn't mention his company, but yeah, they they do. They have really good stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? They've. Um, and and it's and they've gotten better on their stuff too. Yeah, I mean it's like anything else. Like if there's a company out there that thinks that their rods are indestructible, this yeah. style they're crazy. Yeah, like that's my opinion. I've seen them all break. Yep. Like I've had rods, I'd be fishing them, taking a fish off, holding it in my hand, and it just fall apart. Hmm. Like you cut it with a hacksaw. Like oh. Explain that. You don't know when you tap the tree or fishing under a bridge and accidentally smack the bridge or something and put some kind of little nick or something that makes that Nymph rod comes back smacks yeah. that rod back cast and hits your rod with a fly that right there and i'm going to tell you another thing guys listen up this is important i'm not going to name the kid but he's going to know if he listens to this he's going to be texting me as soon <laughs> as you guys air this he broke like six or seven esns wow he's like i'm not fishing him anymore gordon and i'm like whatever dude i said i don't care what you fish i said but i promise you it's not the rod breaking every time <laughs> i said you need to take care of your stuff yeah and he's like it's not me so sure enough he's like will you send them back for me i'm like you know what i'll call i'll call him and be like look this kid's on the youth team show him some love can we get these things fixed so they're like yeah i got it covered and i said and do me a favor inspect these things and tell me what you see mm-hmm. so they got back to me immediately they're like it's a no-brainer why they're breaking i'm like why and they said because he's not putting the ferrules in tight enough oh wow so listen to that guys like that. And I learned that, like I always hammer mine anyway, always yeah. have, but maybe that's why my rods hardly ever break. I think people aren't putting their ferrules in tight enough. Could be. And he said, that is one surefire way to break a rod mm-hmm. that came right from him. You know, that's good stuff to pass along. Yeah. So, I mean, for what it's worth, just make sure you're putting them in there. Well, and you have to put it into, you have to realize what you're working with too. Yeah. Like, like I said, like I said earlier, when I asked you if it's really a five foot five weight with a two weight tip, right. I mean that's not in essence, but sim- simplified way of saying it. Yeah, you're talking about a light piece of material. They're gonna break. Yep. It's just part of the game. It's a weird action. It's not normal. Yeah, it is. It's part of the game. Yeah. If if you, I don't know if you could talk to a uranimfer that hasn't broken a rod. If he hasn't, he just hasn't been fishing. No. Much. Yeah. They. Not fishing hard enough. So I guess that's break. I guess that's one important thing to look for when buying a rod would be the warranty. Yeah. 
yeah, talk to him. Like, and let's go back to Cortland. Like, we never even got to touch on him very much. Yeah, as long as you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, John Wilson, Brooks, and those and those guys, they're freaking awesome. Like, if you snap one of their rods and you call them, you're going to get it right there, and you're going to get it right back. Yeah. Same with Syndicate, man. I've heard nothing but amazing things. Syndicate's they are awesome. About their rods. Yes. And I know Orvis is going to do the same. Sage is going to get it back to you. It may take them a little while, but it's going to happen. Yeah. TFO. You know, TFO same thing. for sure. Yep. E- excellent customer service. Orvis, Orvis is no different. <clears throat> I had a bad experience with Orvis last year. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Tip broke. It was my fault. Admitted that. Got the rod to him. Seven weeks. In yeah. the middle of our season. Yeah. And it that's why. July because they're big. I got it back. You know? That's a bummer, though. And yeah. I was like, seven weeks. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, that I, hurts. you know, my syndicate, I break my syndicate. I had uh, I had a client in here, in here what we're talking about. I had a client break a rod on a sunfish. Mm-hmm. It, it was the two weight. He was fishing the two weight, but it was on a sunfish, and he's like so upset. And I was like, "Man, listen!" I was like, "Guys fish my rods all the time. You don't know how many guys backcast and smack the bead off of that rod or yeah. something like that." And that'll do it. That'll, yeah, that'll be the end of it. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Don't worry about it." I called, I called Syndicate the next day, thirty five dollars. They billed me thirty five dollars, and I had a new one in three days. Yeah. And I've heard that. I've heard that about them. I heard so I. three to yep. four days. Yep. Very quick turnaround. And don't they even send like an extra piece or something? Some, they, they used to do that, right? Uh, yeah. What I piece think, broke? Uh, this one. Okay, yeah. we'll get it out to you. Yeah, they send the piece that broke back yeah. to you. Okay. Yeah. We actually had a client <clears throat> forget that he put his rod on top of his truck drive down the road and it fell off the truck and got ran over. And, That'll uh, usually shut him down pretty good. Yeah, that, it did. It, it did. He couldn't fish with that. There was no uh, rewrapping guides or anything on that one. She gone. But uh, they worked with him really well and gave him a good deal. And so, that's good. I mean, customer service is important. Oh, for sure. I mean, I seen Josh. Josh made a post there a year or two ago, right up there in the parking lot. Guy run right over the tube. Everything in there was an inch thick now. Mm. rod i'm not sure if it was an orvis or whatever they had there i was like i was impressed yeah that's yeah. something else yeah so well, you know you pay for those warranties yeah oh yeah so. yeah i mean and they're worth it on a rod like that absolutely you know you're dropping some some coin on it yeah if, you know if, if you got any problems they're gonna back it up forever yep. yeah that's worth something to me it is it you is know? definitely but like so till we left out that uh that one more midsection rod because Cortland has that what is it that mk Two? MK2. Yes, I believe so. Okay, I've not laid hands on it. I think I saw one. I feel like Josh Miller may have had one. He was, you know, fishing for him. I'm not sure, but so that's going to be another one, isn't that? Like a five, six hundred dollar rod? Yes, that's in I think around the. So that's between middle yeah. and high, right? And then they have like a the lower end, their original rod. Yeah, the, the original Cortland competition yeah, I, nymphing rod or whatever it was. I think simplified terms. I think the MK2 is a redesigned version of that with the finish on it to make it stronger. Yeah, cuz without that finish, yeah, it's going to be lighter and Yeah, the finish less and a little bit easier to break and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. It's a little bit more finicky. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, you know, there's some other ones. There's a uh, Fenwick. Yeah. Um one of our youth kids actually, uh for a couple of years he he fished one. And it was I think a 10 foot three weight. Hmm. And that was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Maybe might have been on the cheap side, so it might be in that really low price point. And it was a decent little stick. Really? Fenwick makes good rods. Yeah, I mean, Fenwick yeah. always made a good spin no stick. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was a decent stick, so that's another one to throw in there. Um, 
is there here's another question for you is there a need for a longer rod than 10 foot yeah i mean i think so you know you got these guys out west you know you're a creature of the habit i'm a creature of habit man you know like i fish small to medium-sized streams right you know and then for me like a 10 foot three or a 10 six at the most is plenty good Mm -hmm. you know but out west when i went out west west i'm fishing my 10 three and I remember in my head thinking, man, I'd like to have an 11 footer here. Yeah. You know, cause you got there, everything is just bigger and more exaggerated. Their little, our little seams and currents and eddies and pockets are this size out West. Their little seams, eddies and currents pockets are this size. Like right. everything's deeper, bigger, wider, supersized. It's yeah. all supersized. You know what I mean? On a lot of those big rivers and having that length helps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's more leverage there, you know? And I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, definitely Time has and a place benefits. for everything. Yes, for sure. Yeah, definitely. What else? You got some more good stuff. You got any, Pat? Mm. You can right. make it up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to just come out and build your own rods. <laughs> oh, man, I tell <laughs> you, don't you what, need that headache. I would be a. It would be a fail. You know, I'm gonna stick to the coaching. Yeah. Well, it's like you said when we started. Everybody has opinions. <laughs> yep. Everybody's going to think theirs is the best. You should fish theirs for this reason and that yeah. reason. And Pretty much you need to get out, fish them, play with them, and make your own assumptions. I agree. And don't like get mad. Said, it's to your fishing ability. Yes. I mean, honestly, I am so freaking tired of seeing it, man. Yeah. Like, just. It's a weekly thing. It's, oh, de- definitely. It was daily not, forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every you know? summer, it was bad. And it's like, man. Yeah, when it's hot and heavy in the fishing season. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Starting March, April. Yeah. It's, yeah, don't be hating on the next company down, man. Uh, and now Christmas is coming, so we're going to have to discuss it. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to buy it for somebody. Oh, what's this one? You yeah. know, Just, yeah, what, if you can afford $300 rod, then buy the dang $300 That's rod. Right. right. And if you are somebody that has to have the best or most expensive, then go buy it. Yes. And yeah, fish it. If you it. want to spend $900 for a rod, go Fish ahead. it. Yeah. 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 Who cares? Make it, just adapt the rod to your fishing style and do your it up, budget. man. Go have fun. Go whack some fish. <laughs> spend the most you can and have confidence in it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Learn to trust your tool. Yeah. That's all it is, is a tool. Exactly. But you don't need to spend that much money on your reel. No. no, no. I tell people that all the all time. All the time. They're yeah. like, "What reel to get?" And I said, "As least money as you can spend. Get a Nokuma for." You know. So you're saying you don't like Okuma? <laughs> no, I like Okuma. It's, it's not what I heard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I just used up in New York. I, I've got a large stable of Okumas. Just because Dude, I had one, I still have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice reels for the money. Yeah, for the money was great. Dude, I, I got use a little it once weight. a year for a week up New York. They hold your line. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, but honestly, though, and this is my opinion, the most important thing for the reels, A, hold the line, the drag. Yeah. Yep. Because I do use my drag. Like, if you're fishing for a lot of 18 to 24-inch fish all the time, it you know, you could strip them in all you want. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, you get tired, and it's nice to, to have a drag that you can trust. Yeah. That's one thing I have learned yeah. through oh. this. Yeah. I, I mean, my drag backs me up all the time when I'm having a day, and it's like, oh, I'm glad that was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, even my first trip to New York, you know, Sean and Ron took us up there, and we were up there fishing, hooked into this first big salmon at Oak Orchard. And it run downstream almost 100 yards, 90 yards, and I didn't have the drag set right. Didn't think nothing of it that morning. Yeah. 
Buddy, my fingers at the end of the day, after four fish, were <laughs> bruised nice. and red. Yeah. So you learn over time, use that drag. That's Absolutely. what it's there for. I mean, slow that fish down so you're not beating your fingers. Yeah, put the brakes on them. Yeah. Like, honestly, no joke. Like, that's one of the first things I'll teach somebody if they're, you know, learning fly fishing. I said before you even start fit, first thing you do is set your drag. Mm-hmm. And I kind of show them what I think a good drag is based on trout. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, feel that? And they're like, yeah. They're like, is that too tight or is that too loose? I'm like, no, I want him to be able to take it. Right. That's the purpose of a drag. You don't want it to free spool. Yeah. Like if, I, if I'm if i fishing with a hot 14-inch wild rainbow and I'm fishing 7 or 8X and he takes a hard run, and don't yeah. tell me a 14-inch fish doesn't take a hard run, Yeah. then I want that drag to work. It, you know, but I don't want it to be tough. I want it to be able to. I'm sitting here thinking of my bass fishing days, and it's like setting a drag on your bait caster to cast. Absolutely. You know, you want your, you want to take the weight when you press, when you open the drag, you want the weight to follow smoothly down. smoothly down. And when it hits the water, you want the drag to stop. Yeah. You don't want it to bird's nest. I call that a Vanderpool. <laughs> yeah, that's a Vanderpool. <laughs> oh, you Vanderpooled it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds like experience. Uh, yeah. yeah, for a minute, a couple of weeks yeah. anyway. I threw a bait caster. But I was like, uh, all right, I'll pass. Yeah, those are the old days for me too. Yeah, no, it's. So I'm assuming you were just saying about that 14 inch fish. Yep. If you're fishing for smaller trout, per se, wild trout, you can adjust that just a little bit more for less fish. The drag. Yeah. 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 Well, I was a little close. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you know you're on big fish. And you got a little bit. Yeah. Torque it down a little bit more. If you don't torque it down more, if you're still fishing that light tippet, it's the tippet size. That's the most important, you know, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, If you're fishing eight X, but yet you have to fish eight X because the fish are spooky as all get up and you're chasing 22 inch fish. Cause that rod tip's only going to protect that tippet. Yeah. So much. So yeah, you don't want to be like, Oh, I got to torque it down a little more. They're big fish. Well, you're still fishing eight X, bud. You know, it's still going to break you. So, the tippet size is the most important part, and what you're chasing, then make those adjustments. Yeah. Good words. Yeah, man. That's at least that's my opinion. What did he say earlier? You gotta learn something new every day. Yep. Yeah, bud. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we did. If you could take anything from this, that's the one. Yeah, that'd be one. All right. What was the thing I said in the beginning? I thought was important. Oh man. Keep your mouth shut on Facebook. <laughs> oh well, that's huge. <laughs> How often? Yeah. Look, I am not wired. To get in an argument on oh, Facebook. No, it's, it's like, drama. Yeah. My wife's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, because I'm about to drive to wherever that dude lives. And like, <laughs> it's like, I I, I'm, I can't handle it. I just can't take it. So I just, I just shut up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's yeah. like, calm down. It's I, just a troll. I don't know. Honestly, I don't surf the Facebook that much anymore. And, I, and it's getting worse in the fly time forums. Huh. I mean, the other day people were posting flies tied with pipe cleaners. Oh, geez. And they were like, is there room for improvement? And it just, it blew off. And I was like, really? These guys are sitting at home thinking, what can I do to piss people off today? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, because yeah. they know right away. I mean, you're like fly dying patterns or whatever. And there's it's worldwide. There's people overseas. When you come on there and you tie these flies with pipe cleaners, <laughs> like on a seven X long hook, and you're like, "Think it'll catch fish?" Yeah, yeah, buddy. Oh, you know who on. I'm surprised didn't post that? Chase. <laughs> Chase, what's up, boy? 
Surprised he didn't call me. <laughs> Stalked or wild. Dude, you know what irritates the crap out of me? Nah, it doesn't actually. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Um, I haven't posted in a while, but when I yeah. do post, like I've done like Lauren Williams sexy waltz or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one thing, I, and like I've done some, you know, Lance Egan patterns, but one thing I always make sure to do, and you guys have probably both watched it, I always say this is my variation, variation of exactly. it. Not exactly how he ties it because what do I always say? I'm lazy. Yep. And you don't know how many people, even after me saying it in the videos, they will send me a message and be like, I see it in the comments. Yeah. Yep. All do, you, the time. do you see my face getting red like through the comments? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> I'm like, say it one more time. Yeah. No, but I'm like, dude, go watch the video at five minutes and 10 seconds. And I'll tell you, it's my variation of it. I'm not trying to copy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a variation of it. And they're like, well, that's not how he tied it. Do you think he'd want you? And I'm like, come on. Do you not understand the words that are coming out <laughs> those of my are, mouth? There is a such thing as an internet troll. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know? oh, yep. And that's those guys. You just can't give them the freaking satisfaction. Well, you know. and the guy that invented the wheel, how much better did that wheel get since the, the original wheel was invented? pretty good you know what i'm saying rubber on it now it's still round (laughs) that makes it a wheel but there's all the bearings and everything else that went into making the wheel so much better but it had to start somewhere it started somewhere exactly so somebody invented the wheel and he got credit for it but everybody else is taking the credit for the you know putting chrome on it or yeah that's like what gordon said and i know you've had the same issue the way the fly was meant to be tied in a different area, in a, this part of the United States, it might fish different than it does down south. Oh, yeah. Or out west if you just tweak it to your likings. It's all that matters. Or yeah. to your bug life. Look at the color of your bugs. Yeah. Look what's in your cricks that you're fishing. Yeah. I could never stress that enough with people I have fished with yeah. that are just getting over. I mean, when you're first starting, spend a lot of time flipping over rocks. Look at the bugs that are there. Look at the color of your bugs that are there. Absolutely. As far as patterns. Yeah. I know a guy that has a guide service that has a name that really, you know, means that. No doubt. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think about it a little bit. But <laughs> Sorry for the shameless plug. I'm just a dirty person. But really, I mean, you can't stress that enough with people. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys I fished with over the years – some of the bugs that they're chucking at different times of the years, it's just, wow. You know, here we are, and it's fall or, you know, summer. We'll go summer, and they're still chucking, like, size 12 nymphs mm. and stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, I was chucking 16s a month ago. Yeah. Like, I understand that that giant insect lives here. But, like, he hatched in March, sir. Yeah. You know? He's hey, gone. Big fish eat big food. Yeah. <laughs> I know a fellow that used to chuck big stuff. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> I think we all started yeah. there. Yeah. No, I used to chuck giant insects. You should have saw them. I still chuck it until May when you come up. <laughs> yeah. Tell my Sean that's not going to work. <laughs> but you know what? I was guilty. Like, when I was first taught this, man, I was chucking. I know we were so off base, but it's all good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. everybody that learns. You start heavy because you can feel it. Yep. And that's how you have to start. You have to have something, and feel is the first thing you get. And then the more people you get around that are involved in this, you kind of 
you learn. Absolutely. You learn along the way. And well, and the more tools you put in your belt, you have more confidence in things, and you learn why true. things work. Absolutely. Like dry dropper with you know, dry dropper fishing has taught me so much about other things about because when you're dropping something, it's usually an eighteen or twenty or yeah, bud. But you know what's cool about that? You know, when the guy doing the dry dropper clinic and like eagles are flying right, over top, you know. you know, bald eagles. Yeah. Was there one over there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Bald there? eagle flew over. Really? Yeah. Did I, I know? Mean, yeah. Oh, come yeah, on. Bruce told us four times. Did he? Man, is that sh- like how bad my memory is? <laughs> you were like, yeah, bald eagles bald are eagle. flying over. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man, you get me talking about dry dropper. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's like treated you guys well oh it's treated me incredible it's super deadly caught yeah. a ton of fish ton of fish this year on yeah, oh yeah dropper. yeah and you're not going to convert everybody so now no. that you know just do your thing you know that's it it's I, uh and again being your style when whenever you taught me dry dropper mm-hmm. i called my buddy who taught me how to nymph fish with an indicator mm-hmm. and uh, i said hey i gotta show you something gotta show you this dry dropper the way that i was taught how to do it and he did dry dropper a little bit but right. not the way we were doing it and uh especially not with the euro leader sure and he's like when we were fishing i showed him how and I say it all the time. I'm a better teacher than I am a fisherman. A lot of people like that. You know, I, I, I will take people out and they will catch way more fish than I would have caught myself, but I can concentrate on them and teach them and I'm I'm way better at it. I did that with him. He blew me away that day, dry dropper fishing. And you were just showing him. Yeah. And I was showing him how to do it. But when we were talking about it, we were, he said, I think we can slide our dropper on the leader. And, and he rigged up a, he rigged up a slide on his leader where he was sliding. When we would get into a hole, he would just slide the dropper right down the leader and he was hammering fish. Yeah. It's that's his style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, like when I see it, I'm like, come on, you know what I mean? But yeah, whenever, whenever he did it, I'm like, Gordon would roll over right now. if he was. I'm like, come on, tie a knot already. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah. People do it all the time. You know what I mean? It's, convenient for him for slide it down there put it in the game bam yeah you know yeah so i i learned to quit being a snob that yeah. way you know if that works for you go for it man yeah i did too i it, you know i kind of chuckled at it and then it was making me mad because i was we were using cdc flies and i was showing them how to float the cdc the way you showed us with the yep. with the high and dry and stuff and uh he's like ah it keeps sinking I don't care. And he'd pull it under the water and catch fish on yeah. it. So we were calling it the drunken CDC. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when yeah. it sinks, it can especially oh. swing and do the, yeah. like, the stuffing out of it. Yeah, we had a great day fishing for wilds up on up on the mountain here that day. I, I remember you texting me. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Tell you Dad what, though, me. you can only fish big bugs until April this year. What does that mean? You'll be up in April. I'll be up in April. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, coming so. early. Yeah, yeah. All Haven't right. got the exact, but it looks like the clinics are going to be reversed this year. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. PA clinic is going to be in April. Could be a little sketchy. That's we're in the t- talking over stages right now, yeah. but I have a feeling that's what's going to be. So it can be some volatile water. It can yes, be volatile, or it could be freaking dynamite. Good. Yeah. Yep. It, you know? Last year it it cranked right up here, man. Yeah. yeah. I chucked eggs. For four hours, and that was it. I have a feeling y'all are going to get a winner this year, finally. I think we are, too. You know? I mean, we had some bug life there right off the bat, and it was good all year. Yeah. Yeah, April was a sketchy time. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. But we ran out of water really quick. 
that's yeah man y'all do get low god dang it got um, really dry here this summer yeah compared mm-hmm. to last year i mean we got more rain here than they had in seattle La- yeah last year was a so. banner year for nymph fishermen in pennsylvania did you notice the size like the fish i mean oh, when, yeah. when they have yeah. that water dude yep they freaking grow like crazy mm-hmm. we had yes the fish this year the fish stock this year were way better even your wild wild you know yeah. wilds were great yeah 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 it's a good thing when you got water yeah we we had three good years of water last year we had a little tough spell yeah. um but we had a lot a lot of stuff go wrong last year you guys know but oh, right, yeah. right yeah but uh makes a difference like but that spring which was last spring on my main water which is the nanahala mm-hmm. like I caught more, me and my clients, more 16-inch legit wild rainbows. Like, we measured them Mm because they were so big. I was like, good Lord. Yeah. Like, we don't usually stick them like this. In that span of like a month and a half when the bugs were really moving and you could predict where fish would be and good Mm -hmm. techie biting fish, we were getting 16-inch wild rainbows. And just to throw this out there for Pat, this year, well, last year was a great growing season for fall fish they got huge this summer yeah. oh really yeah, yeah did you get a good one well, we got some, well uh, he makes fun of me because i like to fish for him <laughs> dude they'll, they'll smoke a streamer oh yeah i caught a good fall fish down the road here on a stream i won't name yeah we had some good fall fish over the mountain i thought yeah. it was a big brown yeah i do fish. like catching them yeah they're, they're all shoulders yeah they hmm. i mean there's times when they're just better than trout yeah, hey. Pennsylvania's I mean, largest them, minnow. Yep, it's right to the bottom. and Yeah, the yeah. tug it's is the drug, right? That is it. Did I just say that? You did. <laughs> hashtag. Shame hashtag. on me. <laughs> you forgot the hashtag. <laughs> it's true, though, really. I mean, yeah. as stupid as it is, yeah. that is a fact. You know, at the end of the day, uh, just the tug of a trout on the end of the line or whatever makes my day. It's addicting. Yeah. All right. We got completely <laughs> so far off topic, which is fine. It was great catching up with you. You got to promise not to cut any of this out. Oh, I'm leaving it all on. Okay. Just leave it intact. Yeah, make well, it a two-parter. Yeah. Make it a two-parter. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, it's it's this we're, is us just rambling. We're at an hour. We're at our happy time <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, let so. it happen, right? Yeah. You know, I, I like it. It's good catching up with you guys, yes. and it's fun to do it on this. So we're, so we're good. We're good and caught up now. So uh, I had a great time. We're going to have you back as often as you come up. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. Whenever you come up, you're on the podcast. Well, you just I enjoy it, and I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we For have sure. too much fun hanging out. You definitely learn things. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I say some crap that makes sense, and <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys can learn a thing or two. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, if you got you can't quit learning. That's ah, you can't you can't get stagnant. I mean, no. I always said better to be green and growing than red and rotting. My buddy down home, Johnny Wood, that's his thing. Don't be red and rotting. It's true, though. That is true. A lot of people, I can name about 100 of them. Yeah. That that know it. They know everything right now. Yeah, exactly. They're the best. I wished I did. Yeah, I wished I knew it all. Yeah. Yeah. I wished I knew it all when I was 12 and thought I knew it all. Yeah. We wish our kids really knew it all. Mm. I'm getting ready to come into that soon. My daughter knows a lot now. We'll pray for you. I can't believe she knows so much at three and a half. Like, she had to cut her brother's hair last week. She cut the daylight. <laughs> oh, nice. First haircut. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, all these hurt. Like, I had so many feelings. Like, first, I wanted to choke her. Look, child abuse people. I'm not serious, okay? I'm not going to choke my daughter. Maybe. No. Yeah. But the thought ran through your head. But the thought ran through my head. Oh, my God. My daughter took our first haircut away from my son. <laughs> I was so mad. And then she looked at me. She's like, Daddy? And then it just was over. I'm like, 
I started laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, honey, you just okay, cut his man. hair. Yeah. And Sage, my son, was standing by the trash can, looked at me going, <laughs> and I'm like, man, he has no clue. How can I get mad at that? And I picked it up, and I got like a handful of blonde Sage hair. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he got a new, like, proper haircut from this lady a couple days later, and, like, it just brought out, like, a new cuteness factor to him. I'm yeah. looking at him a totally different way, so it was, it was worth it. Yeah. Good-looking pictures. Yeah, it's my little spud right there. Good kids, man. I love them. All right. Well, let's get this shut down here this time. So yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening again. Gordon, where can we find you? Give us some contact info. Yeah, uh, Turning Stones Fly Fishing in Franklin, North Carolina. Uh, flyfishingwnc.com, and my phone number's on there. And you're on Instagram, and you have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a YouTube channel, which shame Does on he? me. Does he have a YouTube channel? Pat, do it now. Just I mean, go ahead and crush me right we now. We know we need to get him back in. But I know, I, know. I know he's working on some side projects. I am. So I'm kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I don't bother him as much because I know... You you were always the one. There's some good stuff coming out of it. So. Yeah. There's good stuff coming. I, I promise. Know. Oh, he used to get on me. Hey, it's Thursday night. Where's my video? <laughs> See, on. you're good, though. Yeah. I, yours pop up all the time. I'm like, I'm like, I need to be that. Like... <laughs> You're pop. I mean, you're always posting videos. You know, it's it's a job to do it. It is a dang job to it do is. it. And right now, I honestly just don't have the time to to do it once yeah. a week or once every six months. Oh no, no, no doubt. <laughs> but, come. Yep. but it's coming. Come. Yep. Yeah, it's coming. My wife and I were talking today. I know it's time to go, but yeah, she's like, we need to make time for you to. That way, you can stick to it. So it's my, coming. My old pastor said, "There's every everything has a season." Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So right now, it's kid time. Yep, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, sir. So. Anyhow, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, this is Sean and Pat here from Bugs and Beard Podcast. You can find us on BugsandBeardPodcast.com and our Bugs and Beard page on Facebook. Go ahead and like us there. We you know, share videos and podcasts on there and have a great discussion about multiple topics, whatever you want to put up. We try not to get into the rods. I don't think we got into the rods on there. So No, well, it, not yet. It's a good, good clean place, so. Anyhow, guys, until next week, I'm Sean Holsinger, and here's Pat. See you next week. We're out. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bugs and Beard Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by HolsingersFlyShop.com. Head on over to the website for all your fly fishing and fly tying needs. Plus, you can also find a link there to the Holsinger's Fly Shop YouTube channel. The channel is full of information with over 250 videos covering fly tying and fly fishing techniques geared towards making your time on the water more enjoyable. From all of us here at the Bugs and Beard Podcast, we hope you will subscribe to our channel and tune in next week as we discuss the sport we love so well. Until next time, get out there on the water and tight lines.